There's no fanfare this week or catchy musical intros. What I've got to say this week I think is too important. Um, it might well be considered somewhat controversial and, and it's certainly not usually what our podcast is, is about. You see, previously I've been considerably vocal about various campaigns such as the Me Too campaign in, like, in wake of the Harvey Weinstein and the sexual violence suffered and survived by women. I'm usually very vocal about my opinions about equality and diversity. And this largely comes through in the principle-led business that I'm trying to build too. So for someone who is so active on social media and is so usually proud to advocate equality, many people have been asking me why I've not stated my position properly on social media in terms of recent events. And when I talk about recent events, I mean the, the events surrounding the brutal death and murder of George Floyd. We live in times which none of us have ever seen before. We're in amongst a global pandemic and times where we've had to put our own civil liberties and human rights aside to ensure that we beat this coronavirus. Whilst for the most part we obey the rules, I don't know any of us that are really happy to do so. There's an inner rage and a feeling of disconnection despite the fact that we, we all seem to be connecting more online and through social media. We're not out of the woods either. We live with the prospect of a second spike and the prospect of lockdown restrictions being tightened yet again. And all of this contributes to the situation we find ourselves in today and sadly our reactions to it. So when I saw the events of the weekend, the protests, the riots, the destruction, the violence, it made me think about why, given the risks of infection, people would so recklessly put all risks aside and still march shoulder to shoulder. Now, I'm not usually shy about coming forward. Many of you will know that, you know that this is what I'm like already, but I did feel the need to stand back a little and observe and reflect. And that doesn't mean that I care less. It doesn't mean that, I, I, that I'm not affected by what I saw. But I realised that even though deep within my core I believe all prejudice is wrong, I needed to know more. I needed to educate myself before responding properly. I didn't want to say the wrong thing. I didn't want to kind of allow for someone to misinterpret what I was going to say. And so, again, I needed to step back. I needed to educate myself before responding. I've had several conversations about these issues with people close to me, with loved ones and family members, etc. And it shocked me, really, just how deep prejudice is ingrained into our subconscious. I mean, I'm, I'm glad to say that none of my friends would ever describe themselves as, as being racist, but it does surprise me just how ingrained into our subconscious prejudice really is. Many of us don't really have a real understanding about what white privilege means and how, how this affects our lives and those around us around the globe. I won't mention any names, but someone even made the the contrast in the conversation, stating that if a black police officer had killed a white person, it wouldn't make the media news the way, the way that George Floyd has, and that was unfair. I found it shocking to have to explain that all crimes against another are equal and deserve punishment, but a white criminal largely doesn't have to worry about police brutality on the grounds of his race when in custody. He or she doesn't have to worry about receiving a stiffer sentence in the judicial system because of his race 
or worry that he's more likely to suffer, or she even is more likely to suffer violence or death in prison due to his or her race. Even in the criminal underbelly of society, it's these privileges that we often take for granted. Even in society today, everyday phrases are so ingrained so that when we're challenged for using them, we poo-poo them as someone being oversensitive or a snowflake. References to the corner shop with the P word or the Chinese takeaway being referred to with the C word are just two examples. They're appalling. When we think about it, it's just so common, we just don't notice it anymore. Why is that? So where do I stand? Well, I stand shoulder to shoulder with our black brothers and sisters, and I resonate the fact that all black lives matter. And it's only when black lives matter will all lives matter. I live near and work in a city that was built on the backs of slave labour. The Slavery Museum is actually just round the corner from our offices and is a stark reminder as to where we've come from. You see, slavery isn't just about working for nothing or for board and lodging. Imagine having your name being taken from you and replaced because it wasn't in a language commonly understood. Imagine being separated from your families and sometimes never even seeing them again. Imagine that not being a trade-off for work or wealth, but instead it being forced upon you, all because of the colour of your skin. You say, I enjoy and we enjoy privileges that have disadvantaged and still do disadvantage our black brothers and sisters to this very day and it's taken the atrocity in Minneapolis to make us all sit up and really think about it. Just as it is for men to reject male privilege, to change and to speak out against inequality against women, it is for white people to reject white privilege and to speak out, call out and push back against prejudice, against not just our own black brothers and sisters, but against any racial minority prejudice. I don't condone violence. I don't condone riots. And I certainly don't condone risking the lives of others during a global pandemic. But I do wholeheartedly agree that only when black lives matter will all lives matter. Thank you.